Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., As we've been hearing, Russian bombers and naval ships are set to test missiles off the coast of Ireland with these missile tests expected to take place off the coast of Cork in the first week of February. West Cork, Fianna Fáil, Deputy Christopher Sullivan is worried about the impact it will have on the area and he uh, joins me. Good morning to you, Christopher. Hey Patricia, and first of all apologies, there's a, a Shannon Bell going on in the background. I don't worry sure about listeners it. are well used to that. Don't, yeah, don't worry about it. Now, firstly, has the government actually received official confirmation from the Russians on what they're proposing to do? They have, yeah, they have. Uh, the uh, Minister Coveney has outlined they have received official correspondence that the uh, Russian Navy intend to carry out uh, missile tests from the 3rd uh, to the 8th of February, so that communication um, has happened. Um, I think in the event when these tests do happen, that these communications usually do happen. But uh, having said that, I mean, there's been some um, assertions from, I, I've heard the Russian ambassador say that this is just a run-of-the-mill event and this is these are things that happen. It, it, this actually event is quite unusual. For this to happen within um, the exclusive economic zone of Ireland is quite unusual. For it to happen within just a couple of hundred kilometres of West Cork is 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 quite unusual. So this isn't, uh, as the Russian ambassador um, tried to um, make out, that it's just a kind of a run-of-the-mill um, uh, test that, that they carry out on a regular basis. But but, but just just because I can see a lot of a lot of listeners are really worried about this under Irish law or under international law. Do we have any powers to say to the Russians? No. Absolutely, and this is something I'll be speaking on in Dáileán at this at, at ten past three, and I'll be making my feelings known and the feelings of the, of the people in West Cork known. And yes, there is uh, under the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea. Um, Ireland as as the state that governs that exclusive economic zone and that's that big uh, zone area um that you know it it is uh, uh, discerns the, the the fishing rights and other rights the law quite clearly states that the state reserves the sovereign right for the purposes of exploiting conserving and managing natural resources, living or non-living. And that brings us back to the, the, the points I'm going to make in relation to fishing. But yes, under the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea, which Ireland is signed up to and other UN nations are signed up to, we absolutely have the right to intervene here. And that's something I'm going to be stressing um, in the Doyle when I'm speaking uh, on this uh, at just after, shortly after three o'clock. But look, this is, there's so many uh, reasons that 
that this is wrong. There's so many um, things that are, are, are wrong about this. First of all, you've, you've the fact that it's absolutely terrifying to think that the might of the, the Russian army is going to be located just within a couple of hundred um, kilometres of the Irish coast. As a person from West Cork, and I know other um, people from West Cork, that's concerning in itself. But secondly, and I know that um, uh, you'll have Patrick on in a minute from the... Um, uh, fishing sector, uh, it's going to have a huge detrimental impact on the fishing sector. The porcupine sea bite that we're talking about, the area in question, um, where these missile tests are going to be happening, this is an incredibly rich area for uh, marine wildlife, including fish species like prawns, like blue whiting. And this is such an important fishery uh, for the Irish fishing fleet. Uh, And thirdly, and I think it's something that we don't speak about enough and, and isn't being highlighted enough, the other marine wildlife that live in the the, the porcupine sea bite, it's such a hot spot uh, for, for so many species of deep diving whales and dolphins and uh, both the low decibel noises from launching missiles and exploding missiles, but also the sonar activity that is undoubtedly uh, going to be associated with this, these, these tests it's going to have a huge impact uh, on marine wildlife like whales and dolphins. And this activity in the past has been linked uh, to mass marine stranding. So there's there's so many reasons that this is wrong. And, and, And this is only added into the melting pot of the international tensions at the moment between Russia and the Ukraine, between NATO and Russia, and between uh, the US and Russia. And here it is happening uh, right on our doorstep, yeah, only a couple yeah. of hundred kilometres from, from right, right in our backyard, for sure. You mentioned uh, Patrick Murphy, Chief Executive of the Irish South and West Fish Producers Organisation. He's on the other line. Good morning to you, Patrick. Good morning, Patricia. Pat- and good morning, Deputy. Pat- Patrick, how concerned are you and your, and your members about these possible test missiles? Well, I think that's been clear in all the um, press releases and everything we've put out, um, Patricia. But not only that, we we made contact with the Russian embassy. So uh, we're going to meet with the ambassador and and express our concerns in person to him, uh, hopefully tomorrow. Well done, well done. And you've got, tell me about this piece. You you plan to try to peacefully disrupt the Russian plans. Tell us your plans. So the plan is this, Patricia, as, as Christopher has outlined, this is a really important dairy and an important fishery out there for us. Uh, we have a six-month fishery for nephrops in and around the Porcupine Bank. And the process is this. Our boats start fishing there on the 1st of February, and we are going to continue to fish there. And what we were expecting is what we will will probably be coming, and Christopher and the, the minister will be soon notified of this on the 27th by the Russian authorities is they're hoping to create an exclusion zone around the activities. So um, we would be expecting that if that borders on where we're fishing, our boats would be expected to move, but we're not moving. This is our rights in our waters to to earn our living, and and we're going to stay there. So we'd be hoping to speak with the ambassador, and if there is an overlap of the areas, that they will move the exercises away from us, and that will be... A, a solution to the problem. And look, we, we, we know how dangerous this is playing out. It's making international headlines and we are being contacted from all over the world about this. And we do not want to add tensions or be part of anything that might be a knee-jerk reaction um, by this nation. So we're hoping the dialogue that we have with the um, ambassador, and it's been positive to date, will rectify our concerns. And how many boats would you expect to head to that area? Around 50 boats um, normally prosecute the fishery outside there um, for nephrops. And they go out there for up to two weeks at a time, uh, Patricia, you know, and they freeze, blast freeze the, this very valuable um, seafood 
to bring it back uh, and it's it's a finite there's only x amount of tons that we can cut inside in this area so it's it's really important that we get the right fish the right quality and that it's protected and and i agree 100 percent with what christopher is saying about the danger to cetaceans and we often get blamed as we are again being uh, attacked on on social media of why the Irish South and West are raising this, and it's a bit hypocritical. We are full and solely behind sustainable fisheries, looking after our uh, marine environment, and we are tired of being painted otherwise. And uh, you've spoken to me many times on this programme, and I personally am very proud of setting up a V-notching programme that protected lobster stocks all around the coastline, well before I ever came into this job. So... Uh, I'm, I'm proven in the field of conservation. I don't just say it, I act upon it. Okay, well done. And, and well done. this organisation follows that lead from here as well. Okay, so look, and, we, but just on, just on this peaceful protest, you know, I mean, I saw the, the Thornish study of Radcar saying to the fishermen that you need to exercise caution because at the end of the day, we're talking here about, you know, military vessels. Well, there's confusing dialogue coming out now from the government. So you heard Christopher is totally opposed to this and wants to do something about it. And then you have Bertanis that's telling the boat to keep away. So that's a mixed message to us. So either... Okay, let Christopher back in. Christopher, the Tarnish is saying to them, exercise caution. Is that that basically telling them don't go? It wouldn't be unusual for myself and the, and the Tonish to, to, to disagree on something. But I will say this. First of all, I have to state that I'm fully 100% behind Patrick and the fishermen of West Cork. They've already had an incredibly tough two years, a bad Brexit deal. Um, there's been several um, uh, setbacks that they've had over the last couple of years. And here's another one. They're just about to start a fishery, a very important fishery for the fishermen of, of West Cork and Ireland in the Porcupine Sea Bite. Um, and essentially because of this uh, activity, they can't do it. So i 100% behind them. I would <laughs> I would say this, you know, they're certainly brave individuals who are going to be in this area during a missile test. I'm not sure um, how wise it is, but I absolutely fundamentally agree with the, what they're trying to achieve and their point that this is an important fishery for them. But listen, Patrick will will um, will know a lot more about how safe or unsafe uh, this procedure might be. I, I doubt very much if Patrick and uh, the rest of those fifty boats are would put themselves in harm's way. This is the the might of the 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 the, the, the Russian army. Um, God knows what military capabilities they have out there. Uh, but I I'd I'd, I'd or caution, certainly, and certainly I'd, I'd hope Patrick wouldn't be putting themselves in harm way. I'm sure they're not, um, but I'm sure he's he's uh, he's well aware of, of what danger they may or may not be in. Patrick, are you nervous about it? Of course we're concerned, but this is why we're saying, as Christopher has pointed out, there are laws there that prevent us from being put in harm's way. And we're hoping our government will stress those laws, and we'll be talking to the ambassador about this as well. And look, he might move the area, and this is a, a, a ground that was pointed out to me by an Irish journalist who's actually in Russia. He was asking me, why aren't you complaining about the other military exercises that are carried out in this area by other nations? And I said, well, it's a first for me to understand that this is the case. And I said, you can be assured it's, it's not about Russia. This is about protecting the livelihoods of our fishermen, the biodiversity that's out there. And Christopher well knows that our scientists take a precautionary approach when they give quotas. And we've so little of them. If they cut a quota 20%, with us only with 5 or 10% of that, it's, it's a crucifixion for us.
whereas the larger fleets, then, or not larger fleets, but the larger countries with larger entitlements in our waters can absorb those cuts. We can't. We see Haddock and Hake slashed this year, even though the scientific advice says it should be increased. So, you know, this is hard to take by our, our boats. And Chris is right. Brexit has been devastating for us. And as he well knows, because he was the, in fairness to Christopher, I love giving credit when I can, he was the one that approached the minister for a task force to set up the deal with the fallout of Brexit. And mm. he lobbied our minister to set up the task force. Now, unfortunately, the bad news is it didn't deliver on what we were looking for, which is a fair and equitable payment to boats that are forced to leave the industry. There is nothing voluntary about the decommissioning scheme that's proposed. Boats have to leave. They've lost 25% of they the have no choice. that they're meant to live. Okay, and no that, that, it's, that's an issue we've addressed, and, and no yes. doubt it's an, an issue we're going to address uh, again. Christopher, what's now needed, I suppose, is for the Irish government, uh, and, and I'm assuming that there's probably something going on in the background. Are you trying to persuade the Russians yeah, just I mean, not to go ahead with these exercises? Just, we, we, have a, we have a seat on the Security Council, the EU Security Council. That I mean, we have to use that seat. This is a, this this issue has arisen. Here we have we fought for that seat on the on the Security Council. We have it. We need to use it. I, I mean, there's just in terms of uh, Patrick mentioned there that other activities, similar activity happens. What's going to happen here? And the reason that this is so concerning is because with the Russian military there, what you're inevitably going to have mm-hmm. is you're going to have other surveillance craft from from either NATO or from the Allied forces. Okay. What that's going to um, uh, result in is the fact that you're going to have uh, Russian submarines pinging uh, essentially this sonar to find out who surveilled, who, 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 who's in the area and who's, who's doing the surveillance. That sonar, okay, it will not just devastate fish stocks that Patrick's concerned about, but there are deep, uh, deep diving whales and dolphins out there that rely heavily on their own sonar, these high-frequency clicks, like sperm whales, like pilot whales. Um, it's going to have an absolutely devastating impact. And that is something I think has been, um, I think, overlooked in this whole uh, tension between uh, Russia and the Ukraine and NATO and the US thrown in as well. Um, we, need, we need to protect our fishing community, uh, our fish stocks, but also the other marine wildlife, like like whales and dolphins. So I'll actually just yeah, and just on submarines, uh, Patrick, if you're bringing your boats into uh, this area, I mean, are you not in danger from submarines that you can't even see? Yeah, every one of our press releases re- released this information, and that's why we're meeting with the Russian ambassador to get more information to find out about this. We are not going to be sending our boats into danger, but okay. we are we are letting everybody know these boats were going there before the Russians. And Christopher is correct, but we did raise the issue about cetaceans and the damage of sonar because we're well aware of it. And, and we're delighted that this is now being discussed, that this could be attributed to these type of activities because normally it's fishing boats are, are being blamed for this. And it's not true. We don't have the same power and the same activity as, as these larger vessels or the seismic vessels that will be looking for oil and gas. So it's great to see that side of it coming out of it, that there's more awareness created. And But look, we need to have a proper diplomatic solution for this. Yeah. There is too much at stake. We do not want to raise tensions. There is another country, and I'm very cognizant of the people in Ukraine, who are shaking in their boots over this and in trenches. You know, So we're not going to be, as a small uh, 
Yeah, there is a bigger, there is a bigger story. There is, is yeah. a bigger story going on here. And one of our listeners uh, says, "Have we no say here in Ireland anymore? Can the Russians not simply be stopped carrying out these military actions here in uh, in our uh, waters?" And like both Christopher and Patrick, fearful for the fish industry, the wildlife being terrorised with noise and the disruption of the sea uh, seabirds. But I was reading on the the Examiner today, uh, Christopher. The professor from uh, UCC, he's the Department of Government and Politics, uh, Professor Andrew Cotty. And he noticed that the, noted that the location of the naval exercise is within international waters. So Russia are not violating any international laws. They, 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 they aren't unless Ireland uh, enforce Article 56 of the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea. And again, and, and for Anne, Anne asked the question there, is there anything that we can do? That quite clearly states that part one of, of Article 56 in the exclusive economic zone, which this location is, a sovereign rights of the purpose of exploring and exploiting, conserving and managing the natural resources, whether living or non-living, of the waters, superjacent to the seabed and the seabed and its subsoil, etc., etc. Basically what that says is that if we feel that this activity is a threat to any of our resources, living or non-living, and in this case you could easily make the case that this is that with this that our fish and the fish species that are fished there that Patrick talked about are a living resource, then we have if this has an impact on that resource, we can invoke Article fifty six, section number one uh, and that is the law under which, so absolutely, um, that professor is, is right in terms of these are international waters and these uh, tests do take place. But having said that, the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea says that Ireland can intervene okay. if we feel that a resource is under there, there, there is a way around it. Somebody says, uh, morning, could you ask Christopher, please, why are the two Irish Navy ships docked off the coast of Kinsale at the moment? Is that anything to do with the Russian Navy plans and their exercises or is that just a coincidence? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Christopher. Uh, I 
don't know the answer to that. Is I, I don't know the operations that they have off Kinsale at the moment. I do know, and, and Patrick, again, will be very aware, well aware of this, we do often see the Elietna and uh, the other naval boats um, between Kinsale. We often see them off in Shidani. I know they frequent off Castletown Bear quite often as well in Bantry. I'd imagine it's a run-of-the-mill uh, routine okay. exercise. But maybe but, Patrick but, would but shed so, light on that but, more. Do you know about that, Patrick, why they would be there? We lost Patrick. Patrick, okay. No, you didn't lose yeah. me. <laughs> Sorry. Do you do you know do you know why the two navy ships are I'd off say, the coast of Kinsale? I'd say Christopher is after identifying it, but they they have duties on uh, under the common fishery policy for enforcement and detection um, for any IUU fishing and, and and inspection. So I'd say that they're probably doing that as well as we speak. We we see a lot of activity in our Irish fleet. They 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 they've come fairly often to to the Irish boats. Um, and they're welcome, by the way. Um, but um, we'd like to see maybe uh, evened out with, with the amount of opportunities. But look, they're an important part. We've always said that uh, for our marine protection, not just for our country and security, but also for marine life. And, and they have a job to do. And look, they might um, go out. Um, I don't know their operational programme. As Christopher says, I, I certainly wouldn't be privy to that, but I, Christopher could probably put But I, I, I certainly hope, Patricia, I certainly hope that if um, if the, the flotilla do go ahead and, and head out to the Porcupine Sea, see by those 50 our brave Irish fishing boats, uh, if, if that does go ahead, um, I'll certainly be raising the question. I do think that they should be uh, given some type of... of um, guidance and accompanied at the very least uh, by some of the uh, Irish Navy boats. Again, absolutely no match to that might of the, the Russian army you're talking. Big, heavy artillery, um, aircraft, submarines, but at least it might give some um, element of of, uh, of of protection to, okay. to those 50 boats. Have we an exact date and time, uh, Patrick, on when the Russians are expected? Well, you see, this is what's coming on the 27th, according to the Russian embassy. They That's will tomorrow. Give more details. That's tomorrow. tomorrow, yeah. And as I said, we will be talking to the ambassador tomorrow. We, we just okay. need to confirm who the members who's coming and who's meeting him. And look, we're, we're not doing this to antagonize the, the Russian people. Um, this, I believe, can be solved if these boats move into deeper water and move away from these sensitive areas and sensitive uh, fisheries and and, and do their exercises, like, as the professor said, if they're in international waters, it, it's out of our control. We can then just um, look for um, evaluations, maybe, by our scientific community. Is this doing damage? Because if, it's, if it is, it's not just the Russian fleet or the most Russian military that should be um, maybe curtailed in doing this, but any fleet. Okay. Um, and would says, you w- w- is, we're, we're would you sure. see that as a solution, um, Christopher? That they just move into deeper waters? First of all, away? considering the international tensions and considering the fact that you have the Russian army um, numbers building on the borders of Ukraine, considering the fact that there's international tensions there at the moment, I think um, the Russian army carrying out these tests. Um, off the west coast of Europe is just, I think it really is um, a, an exercise in antagoni- antagonizing um, uh, NATO and the US and the rest of Europe. So I prefer if it didn't happen at all. I think it's just a bit yeah. of um, I'm trying to raise tensions further. Okay. If they do want to flex their muscles, certainly, as Patrick said, move out to deeper waters, move away from the porcupine sea bite, which is an absolute, and I can't stress it enough, it is a hotspot for marine wildlife, 
both fish stocks, as Patrick has said, but also some of our rarest uh, and most beautiful uh, whale and dolphin species like okay. blue whales and fin whales. All right, listen, Patrick, we wish you luck with the Russian uh, ambassador tomorrow. Keep us informed, please. And if you do have to bring your vessels out into that area, please, 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 each and every one of you uh, stay safe uh, and we'll, we'll speak again. But in the meantime, thank you both for joining us on the programme. Thank you. Patricia. Good morning to you. Bye uh, bye. That is Fianna Fáil, Dáil Deputy for West Cork, Christopher O'Sullivan and Patrick Murphy, Chief Executive of the Irish South and West Fish Producers Organisation. Cork Today on C103. With John Cusack Insurance's Kinsale, now part of McCarthy Insurance Group. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.